Welcome to Midlife Madness Podcast. I'm Leslie, and this is my sister Marie right over. Wait, yeah. Oh, I'm pointing in the right direction. Sometimes I mess that there up. There you go. <laughs> Hi, Marie. How's Minnesota? Hi. Good. Beautiful today. 60 degrees and sunny. Love it. Stop it. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. raining and cold in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Well, okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, we are going live today because we're bored. <laughs> Very bored. <laughs> we're bored and we miss you. And so we thought, you know what? We normally do this pristine podcast. If you listen, you know, it's perfect. Um, uh, and this is probably not going to be that because it's live. And that means we're probably going to make mistakes and stuff. So actually, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm glad you're here. I hope that... Uh, I hope that you get a lot out of this. I'm hoping that the comments are working. So here's here's what I want to ask. If you are here, would you do me a favor and post a comment and just say, we're here? Because I'm just trying to figure out if we can talk to you while we're doing this or, or not. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It should be different. Uh, and we're really supposed to be going live at this moment. Right now, it is 12 o'clock my time, 1 o'clock Marie's time. If you're on the Pacific coast, it is 11 and two o'clock in Eastern. Cause you know, you didn't know that. So I thought I would. Thanks for that. Enlighten you a little bit. Uh, so anyway, today is very different. Like we said, and we're super excited. I want to see here. I'm going to post something, post a comment. <gasps> Lori. Hi. Good. Hi. Okay. okay I awesome. can't see. Just okay, so you know. I see it. Okay. So okay. here's what I can do. I can show it. Look. This is an example. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to click on you. Lori Belka says hello. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lori. Yay. Um, we're glad you're here. Oh, this is so fun and new. I love it. I feel like we're... <laughs> am I ever going to talk about Survivor? Or am I just going to get excited about what we're doing today? Um, okay, before we get to our topic, though, one thing we like to do on our podcast every single week is um, we love to embarrass ourselves in some sort of fashion. Uh, we actually have a segment and it's called, I can't believe she said that out loud. So Marie, yeah. I'm going to let you get us started today. Okay. Well, I have two today. One is related and one is today. Okay. I put on a bra for the first time in two weeks. Yes! <laughs> I know the girls have had some free time, haven't they? It's been kind of nice. I love that. Yes. Very I, fun. I put a brush through my hair and put some makeup wow. on. Wow, so, you look yeah. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you. The funny thing is, is I just taught a class. So I got in the shower and got, so I was like, well, this is what I look look like on Survivor. So they're yeah. probably used to the frizzy hair anyway. So go ahead, Marie. What was your embarrassing okay. moment? So the, the, the Survivor related one. So yeah. when Leslie was on Survivor, we all had to make one of those videos that the contestants get to see when, you know, they make it to a certain point in the game, they get to watch a, a video from home. Right. So I made a video, but I have to go back a little ways to okay. why this is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Leslie and I have a pact that if either of us is ever in a coma, then um, the other one has to make sure that our chin hair is getting plucked <laughs> so that we don't grow a beard while we're in a coma. Yes. And so that is um okay so that's some background on that so when i made my video one of the things leslie was so nervous about when so she nervous. went to china was that she'd have chin hair i thought i was going to be like the first bearded lady on survivor because <laughs> i was like these things grow and i what am i going to do i won't have my tweezers i'm so scared right. like of all the things i could have been afraid of y'all how vain is that so right. pathetic go ahead so so i went out and i found these tweezers that had like a little light on them. And so like you could really get in there and get it was a good tweezer. One. Yeah, it was a really good. Yeah. So I showed off my new tweezers on my video for Leslie. For her <laughs> okay, well, the bad news is I never got to see it. <laughs> but I don't even know where that thing is. That's the funny thing. It's somewhere in Hollywood and producers watch it and laugh probably on often. VHS because on, I was on a VHS. <laughs> Yes, that's so funny. Lori says, I remember when I saw you, Leslie, at the church in Minnesota talking about Survivor. Yes, that was a really fun time. Friendship yeah. Church. I, yep. That was a great, great time. I One of my favorites, I think. I say that. They're all great. I love being able to talk at churches. But anyway, so let's talk about my embarrassing moment. I will talk about my uh, audition videos. How's oh, that? God. Marie. <laughs> like, okay. So if you're a Survivor fan at all, 
and you are somebody who tries out for Survivor. You're driving your family crazy. Let's just call it what it is. They they humor you and they smile and they laugh, but they're they're kind of annoyed. Um, and I know that firsthand because my family rolled their eyes a lot after a while. The first few times they were like, oh, isn't she so cute? She thinks she's going to get on Survivor. There's no way. Um, but I kept doing it. So every six months I would do an audition video. And, and I mentioned on my page today, I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is a really, this is, I'm old school because every audition video I did had, it was on a VHS tape yep. and I had to like edit it. And it was usually taped over a show or something. And then I had to mail it in and it was just copy a pain. It. Yeah. I had to copy it because I had to send a copy to my sister and yeah. also have one for my, you know, I had to make sure Marie saw so she could know what I was getting into. Um, but these videos were really embarrassing, really embarrassing. Yeah. For instance, uh, well, the first one I showed how I survived being the mom of four and I like made this skit and it was really hard to do on a VHS tape, but I did it um, and they didn't call. And then uh, I went bungee jumping. Okay. And then I did, uh, I dressed up like Gilligan and Marianne and Skipper yeah. and all of them. Yes, the Marianne, and I, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and I sang a song. That you wrapped yourself up in wrapping paper. Oh, I did. I made my, I was a present yep. once. And yep. um, yeah, that was embarrassing. Whew. Yeah, that was, I was embarrassed for you. I still... <laughs> these videos you guys I will I like some of them I watch I'm like oh look how cute I was and some of my watch and I go oh my gosh Leslie you're you're just a dork stop um but then one time I asked my son I was like what should I do you know I, I feel like these casting people are pretty young what would really catch a young casting person's eye he goes mom you got to do a rap and I was like ah, of course and I love poetry right so I, I but but it's not like poetry like good stuff. It's like, I mean, and not that Dr. Seuss isn't good poems, but that's the kind of poems I like to write. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's like, I could just do that and, and wrap it. So I did. And I'm actually going to perform that for you oh. today because I love you. Really? And I think you're pretty amazing. So here, you ready? I'm going to give myself a fat beat. Okay. Okay. My name is Leslie, but you can call me mom. This is my, quit with that. You're off beat. <laughs> I am not. It's Hang on, just, just, there's a lag. I'll just do it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. All right, ready. <laughs> my name is Leslie, but you can call me mom. This is my daughter, Stephanie. This is my son, Tom. I'm the ultimate survivor. I got it going on. I got the brains to make it. I even got the brawn. You looking for excitement? You got it down with me. You only have to pay a million dollar fee. So call me on the telly. I'm waiting on your call. But if you do reject me, I'll try again next fall, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this with two beats going. <laughs> well, and okay. So the ironic part about all these embarrassing videos is that yes. none of them, none of them worked. None of them got you on the show. <laughs> it was a live audition. It was a live audition where they, they called and they were like, we can't find a video for you anywhere. I was like, stop, check the vault. I've tried out a million times. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so that's our, I can't believe she said that out loud. Uh, I do actually have an audition video that actually I sent to them um, that a, a listener, when I used to work at New Life 91.9 in Charlotte, North Carolina, I did the morning show and there was a listener named Candace and she was a videographer major or something. You know, she was doing something with, with the arts and she had to make a video for her final exam. And she said, I want to make your survivor audition video because she knew I tried out and, um, so she made me this video and I sent it in and I didn't get a response. But when they called me and said, we don't, we can't find a video for you. I said, I have one, but it's from last year. Do you want it? And so I sent it to them and they loved it. It's actually on CBS.com. And um, it's like a, an obvious, this is like what we're looking for kind of video. So it was really cool. Wow. And it's on YouTube. We'll share it on our midlife madness page so that yeah. you can see it a little bit later. So anyway, yeah. <sighs> Are we ready to get started? I'm ready to get started. Okay, I'm so excited. I am the interviewer and Leslie is the interviewee. And the first question I have for you today is, why on earth <laughs> did you want to do this? <laughs> that is I a great question. It. It's a great question. The first time I saw Survivor, I, my husband loved it. He was watching the first season with Richard Hatch and all them. And um, he, I was like, why do you like this? This is so stupid. Why would people do this on purpose? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But I couldn't look away. It was kind of like Tiger King. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just couldn't <laughs> not watch it. 
And then season two came Australia, which still to this day, besides Survivor China, is my absolute favorite season um, because the cast was so, they just were really, they just seemed like a bunch of nice people. You know what I mean? Like really good people. The final four, I didn't know who I wanted to win. I loved them all. And so um, then I started to fall in love with Survivor. Mm -hmm. Then I watched season three and Ethan, who is, you know, on the show actually right now as a winner for Survivor, you know, he's one of the winners back on Survivor 40. He was the winner. And I remember watching the finale and something in me just clicked because it was a terrible season as far as they got nothing. They were miserable. They were stuck. It was right around the time of 9-11. So there was like this heavy like cloud hanging over everything. It just, it felt wonky. Something was up. And, but at the end, in the finale, Jeff Probst, who is the show's host, he said, would you do it again? And every single one of those people said they'd do it again in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. the, like something in me just said, "You, it's time. You're going to go do this. And I thought, I'm going to send a video in and I'll be on next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me five and a half years to get on <laughs> every six months. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I, I just believe in the timing of everything. It was perfect. So anyway, that's why I wanted to do it. I just wanted to... There was something that these people learned about themselves that I wanted to learn about myself. Yeah. And I did. So that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah. But I have a question for you. I'm going to interview you for a second. Mm -hmm. So when I was actually trying out for Survivor, did you ever think I would make it? No. (laughs) No. But I was very supportive. You were. You were very supportive. And like even a couple of times I was like, okay, that was a terrible video. But no, I didn't think we'd ever get on. Yeah. I mean, I'm like this Southern, I was a Southern mom, lived in South Carolina, no survival experience, you know, really, I just didn't think I had what they were looking for. Um, And I even, it's funny for a long time, I hid that I was a Christian. I didn't want to talk about that because I didn't want to be typecast as the Christian character. And then you were. And then I was. But (laughs) but here's what's funny. The, The one time that live audition uh, that they called me for, I finally just said, I'm just going to be myself. And if whatever, and I told them, yeah, I'm a Christian. And, and I talked about my faith and I think that's what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I thought, well, I don't want them to know this because I don't want them to exploit it. And in a way they kind of did in a way, but you know, I, I don't know, we'll get into that later, but it was still really an amazing experience and I have no regrets. So anyway. <laughs> Okay, so what was the audition process like and how did you feel when you got the call? The call? Okay, well, the first call I got was from Donna in Survivor Casting and I was on my way to Wal- or Target um, getting supplies for Kennedy who had just said, Mom, I have a school project due tomorrow. <laughs> and I was in a really bad mood. Uh, and she called and she's like, this is Donna from Survivor Casting. And I like, I said, shut up. Who is this? I thought it was like a friend. <laughs> making fun of me. And, uh, and she goes, you know, we, we loved your video or we loved your application, but we can't find a video for you anywhere. And, and that I ended up pulling over. Cause I was like, this is real, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I ended up going to LA for about a week and a half where they did, you know, face-to-face interviews with all the producers and Mark Burnett and Jeff Probst. And I mean, I got to meet all these amazing people and um, there was like physical uh, like mm-hmm. testing, mental, emotional. They want to make sure you're not like a, a psychopath, you know, <laughs> going into it. I think they've missed it on a few people, but I won't say who. And um, <laughs> hi, Tara. Oh, it's so good to see you. Glad you're here. Um, so anyway, you know, and so that was an interesting time being in LA. And then when I left, they told me they were 98% sure that I was going to be on the next Survivor, but they wouldn't tell me until about two weeks before we left is when I got the call that, um, that I was actually on the show and I was on my way into village pizza in Tiga K, South Carolina. And I stopped on the sidewalk and like the world just shut down for a moment. It was like this dream that I had for so long was finally mm-hmm. coming true. And it was the most amazing feeling. Oh, it was so great. And I, I and, and it was funny because the, the girl who actually called me, her name was Ellen. She worked in casting and we had talked a lot on the phone. So she loved me. She goes, I was the one that pulled the straw that said I got to call Leslie and tell her she was going to be on it. Because apparently they were all fighting over who was going to get to tell me because they knew. It was funny. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah, it was a a cool experience, the the casting. 
So what went through your mind when you found out I was going to be on the show? Fear. It really, yeah, because I watched the show too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was like, okay, before it was just, oh, let's encourage Leslie, you know, this is her thing. And it was like going through the motions, but once it was real, it was scary. Yeah. It was, well, it was for me too. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, the night before we were leaving, I told my husband, I go, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) He goes, are you out of your mind? He goes, we have prayed about this. We know this is what God wants you to do. It's finally happening. You're going. And I was Mm -hmm. like, but what if I die? That's going to be so embarrassing for you guys. (laughs) I didn't didn't think about how much it would hurt them. I just didn't want to embarrass them. Like them have that story all their lives. Yeah. My mom died on Survivor. um, And he goes. He just, he was so sweet. He was so calm. And he goes, I I understand why you're afraid. He said, but I want you to know something. The Bible says, and this is true. The Bible does say that your time, like God knows the the number of your days Mm -hmm. before you're even born. So if he knows the number of your days, that means your day is already your day. And whether or not you go on survivor doesn't change that day. So Mm -hmm. if you die on survivor, that means you would have died here. And wouldn't you rather die doing your dream? You know? And I was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> that got me on the plane. And then I got on the plane and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> but yeah, it was scary. And and we had to, you know, sign contracts. Right. That's my next know. question, actually. Let's um, oh, is it? talk about those contracts and what we had to, we all had to sign. Well, actually. I mean, everybody, you, you, you know, when you go on a reality show, nobody wants you telling people that you've been selected. So I wasn't allowed to say anything. And I had to sign contracts that said I wouldn't say anything. But there were a few people in my life that I did tell. And because I told you, you had to sign a contract too. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so my I basically, sister, I had to sign your life away. Basically. I, I basically, yeah, it was like, if, um, if something happened to you, then I had no right to sue CBS. Right. Which, which one of the thing I'll never forget. There was like a line in there about decapitation. And I was like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life right now? Um, but I, I just had such a peace that it was what I was supposed to do that I was like, all right, well, and my husband, he was shaking when he signed it. But oh. yeah, and my my two oldest kids, they were teenagers at the time. They both knew what was mm-hmm. happening. But the two younger ones, they were so young. They were like six and eight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, to load that secret on them because that's a lot for, for an elementary school kid to keep. So, so, so what did you, what'd you tell them? Well, I just told them I was going, I said, God wants me to go to Asia on a mission trip. Cause it, I mean, it's true when you're Christian everywhere you go, it's like a mission trip. You just take Jesus with you. Right. So, and, and they loved that because it sounded like something I would do. And, um, and so I don't know, that was, it was a really interesting, was it hard for you though, to keep the secret? Um, you know, I'm, I have the advantage of living in a place where I know different people than, you know, do you know what I mean? I'm far enough away that it was more difficult um, like to not talk to my kids about it. Oh because yeah. They they'd be excited. Yeah. And I didn't want them to know what was going on. So yeah, yeah. that was, that was hard. Yeah. I, oh, that, that was very, very hard. And it was even harder when I got back because we got back and they didn't announce the cast until like two weeks after we got back or maybe even three. And so I couldn't say anything and I just didn't go anywhere because I lost a ton of weight um, when I was on Survivor. I was only on, what should, can I say? Because what if you haven't watched it? I don't want to ruin it for you. That, that, yeah, hang on to some of those details. Okay, I'm going to hang on to it. And there I'm going to go. go with our first listener question from okay, Kathy. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, did you ever do, in, or excuse me, did you do anything to get in shape before you left for China? Uh, Kathy, that's a great question. I actually did do a lot. I, um, a lot of what I did, though, was for my spiritual fitness. I memorized a ton of scripture because that was that was a value of mine. Um, and I knew that would be essential for my mental and spiritual health, which to me, I think a lot of people forget that that's a thing. You know, mm-hmm. they go out there and like they're working hard in the gym. And I had always done that because I was a fitness instructor. Um, I did make myself run more, which was interesting. I don't like, I hate running. I don't, uh, Kathy, and I know that you're a runner, so I don't know how you do that and enjoy it. I have never gotten, I've never gotten to that point where I got a runner's high and just wanted to keep running. They all talk about it. And I'm like, no, no, No. I need people and music. And I I guess you can do that when you run, but I can't keep up with the people I run with. So I don't like it. I like other things. 
So did you teach yourself how to make fire before you went? I'm just curious. <sighs> no, but <laughs> I watched a video. I did. I watched a video. I never really practiced. It's hard to find Flint unless you like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I was like, if I get a fire started, what if it just keeps going? I don't know how I'm going to stop it. <laughs> so, so I was like, well, I'll figure that out when I get out there. And and I did. I mean, I, I actually did pretty good with the fire. There was actually a point where we tried to make fire on our tribe and um, the, all the wood was wet because we were in the rainy season in the jungle at a mud pit in China. I'm sorry, at a lake in China. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm bumped. Same thing. And, yeah. And uh, and so like all the wood was so wet and we had worn down our flint so much that I was like, we're running out of magnesium. You guys, we've got to do something. So I said, I know that not all of you are, you're going to believe that this is a thing, but I really think we should pray. And they were like, oh, absolutely. We'll try anything. So we stood in this circle and everybody took their hats off, which I thought was really sweet and very respectful. And I prayed for fire. I was like, Lord, I know you can light this wet wood. I know you can do it. And I'm just going to ask you to do it because we need water and we need to boil it first and we need to eat rice and all this stuff. I was like, please, God, I'm just begging you in Jesus name. Amen. Within five minutes, we had a fire mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing. I, I just, it was like one of these, they didn't show it. It's on, like Tom Hanks in um, Castaway. Yeah. When he's <laughs> dancing around on the that beach. That was me. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And so then I said, I said, you guys know that that was God, right? And they go, oh, absolutely. And I said, okay, well, then you know what we need to do. They took their hats off and we stood in a circle and we thanked God for the miracle because it really was. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about what happens when you get to China. Um, How long are you there before the game starts? And what are you doing during that time? Uh, well, we we landed in Shanghai, and it was we were on a plane. We weren't allowed to sit next to each other. None of us can talk um, until the game starts, and they, that's very strategic because they don't want you getting, um, you know, building relationships with people or alliances before the public can watch and see what's happening. So they kind of keep you separated, but you're together. So you're all like, I mean, it's all body language. It's crazy. It was crazy. Like, and I had already typecasted everybody, you know, and so did everybody else. It was hilarious. And I kept a journal because that was the only person I could talk to besides the casting people. And um, so we ended up in Shanghai or we landed in um, Beijing. Then we went to Shanghai. We did a few shots. It was actually one of the coolest openings of any Survivor series. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, it was just the coolest thing. And then we got on a train um, and for 24 hours. And so we had bunk beds on this train and they filmed a few more sh- you know, scenes. And then we got on a bus for two hours. Then, we, you know, it was just like, eventually. Planes, planes trains and automobiles. Yeah, pretty much. It took us forever <laughs> to get to where we were going. And then I was like, man, if we get sick, where, how do we even get out of here? Yep. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was neat, but we were there for about two weeks, um, you know, between traveling and then media interviews and stuff like that before they finally released us into the game. So, and then we finally talk and then finally, and then we got to decide if, if the, if the, the opinions that we formed about the people by just how they acted and looked were the same as the person, which was really interesting. A lot of people had me pegged because I had my Bible a lot. (laughs) They, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I knew that was going to be essential and it was. And um, so I, I didn't think about though, how that was going to typecast me as I, I just wanted my Bible and mm-hmm. you can't talk to anybody. So you're just reading. And so I think they thought I was going to be real legalistic and judgmental and, you know, throwing scripture around all the time, but I, I wasn't that person. So. <laughs> okay. Another listener question from Carla. Okay. Are you able to bring prescriptions like birth control, allergy meds, et cetera? Also, Kind of a weird question, but what about your monthly cycle? I've always <laughs> wondered about that. Well, you know, it's so funny, Carla. You think that's a crazy question, but that is probably the number one question I get from people. What do you do about your monthly cycle? Trust me, they take care of it. It's okay. They have a medical box. They keep stuff and it's it's very safe and don't worry about it. Um, and as far as prescriptions, yeah, if it's an essential medication, they'll let you take it. Like, But normally I take allergy medicine. Mm-hmm. Um and I also take ADD medicine and I wasn't allowed to take those two. And I was like, I'm going to be sneezing the whole time. And they're like, no, you're not. They were right. When you're not like in your element with all the, I don't know, and you're starving and you're not eating anything, you're not drinking, you don't have really 
much going in at all. <laughs> I had I had no sneezing attacks at all. It was crazy. But and I couldn't I, pay I couldn't pay attention to anything though. <laughs> well, and I've seen your sneezing attacks. They're pretty oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they'll let you take it if you if it's essential for sure. Okay. So the game begins. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna ask you a lot about what happened because I don't want to spoil anything if there's people who haven't watched it, because you can watch it. Yeah. It's Survivor China season 15 on, uh, not Amazon, on Netflix and on CBS All Access. If you're mm -hmm. interested, in, you can watch every season of Survivor there. Um, so I'm not going to ask you that. Uh, but if, let me think, I'm sorry, I'm like, I have a list of questions here. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, the beginning of your season is very different from any season before or mm -hmm. any season since. So tell yeah. us about that and what happened when when the game started. Well, it was a really big deal because we were in China and it had never happened before. And and Mark Burnett, he was when he told us where we were going, he was like a little kid. Like he was so excited. I, for one, was I like wanted to be on Survivor so bad, but I imagined palm trees and beaches and, mm -hmm. you know, and when you said China, I went, oh, really? <laughs> well, and they've never done another one like that. Since. It was so hard, you guys. It was so bad. We all got sick. Even the producers, Jeff Probst, all of us got sick there. It was just, it was dirty and it was, oh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we, when we showed up though, it was actually quite beautiful. I will say where we were was beautiful. Um, and there was this temple that they dropped us off at right initially. And it had, I'm not kidding. And I'm really not exaggerating 500 steps that we wow. had to climb to get to the top of this mountain. We weren't even quite sure where we were going, but I could smell incense. So I knew it had to be the temple. And, um, so we get up there and we do, we go through this big welcoming ceremony is what they call it. I mean, it was a really big deal for us to be in China. So they were very quick to say, if you do anything to offend the Chinese culture, we're going to take you out of the game and put your your um, alternate in because there's always alternates for each season. And actually, I think there's been some people that were alternates that ended up winning. Tina Wesson for one of them. She was oh, an alternate. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The girl who was supposed to be on it, from what I understand, uh, ended up being afraid to go skydiving or something oh. and or something happened. I don't remember. Anyway, Um so I don't even know where I was. Oh, so we get to the top of this, uh, up, up to the top of the hill. And it is, of course, a temple. And we did a bunch of things. They were very sweet. It, they were very kind. But I was very nervous because I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And I I want to be respectful of other religions and other customs. And I'm definitely not like a super judgmental, crazy person. You know what I mean? And But I, I didn't want to cross the line with God. And so I just prayed in my heart. I was like, all right, Lord, if if I'm going to cross a line here, you need to let me know because I don't know what's what I'm doing. You know, there was like all this weird stuff going on. And I felt fine until the very end. And that's when they wanted us to bow before this big statue of Buddha. And um, and I just respectfully walked out. I, I started to put my knee down because I thought, well, I can pray to Jesus. He knows my heart. Um, so I'll just <laughs> do that. And but I couldn't do it like I felt his heartbreak, like, don't do that. You, now you're crossing the line. And I had asked him to tell me. And so I just walked out. And when I walked out, a lot of people don't realize I thought I was actually, that was it. Like I was never going to play the game. I thought they were going to pull me out because I was afraid they would look at that as offending the Chinese culture. So it was a very hard decision for me, but it was actually an answer to prayer because I was so scared. I wanted the dream so bad. And if you ask anybody who auditions for Survivor a lot, there are people that have auditioned from season one and are still to this day, like wanting to be on that show. It like gets into you. You really want to do it. And there's like this almost obsession. And I was, I would pray, Lord, don't let this dream mean more to me than you. Please don't let it mean more to me than you. And he showed me in the very first scene, mm -hmm. he showed me this doesn't mean more to you than I do. So now go play. And for some reason, they kept me in the game. And um, so it was a really important moment for my life. Of course, Jeff Probst called me out. Yeah. Um, you know, he was like, so why did you walk out? One thing they didn't show is I wasn't the only one who walked out, which is hilarious. Right. Um, it's just the only one they showed. There was only two of us that walked out. One of them was John Robert, who was like a poker player from Vegas. 
And they asked him first, why did you walk out? And he said, I don't know. I'm not religious. It just felt weird. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then he said, what about you, Leslie? And I kind of played off what John Robert said, because he said, you know, I'm not religious. It just felt weird. I said, well, I'm not religious either, but I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I'm only going to put my face on the floor for him. And then Jeff said, you know, well, you know, we told you it wasn't worship. I was like, well, I know, but it just felt like worship to me. He said, are you afraid of how this is going to make you look in the game? And I said, no, I'm going to play the game and be me. If they like me, great. If they don't, I'll deal with it. And to be honest, I think they actually really respected me for that. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why you don't see anybody putting me down about it, which is crazy because I'm pretty sure that the producers asked every person, what do you think about? You know, mm-hmm. the Christian lady walking out, what did you, you know, was that horrible? And they, they were all like, no, I mean, she stood up for what she believed in. That's cool. You know, so, so it, it really ended up being kind of a non-issue mm-hmm. um, in a way. Except then, there was except fallout. There was, there was fallout. Yeah. Because people then knew I was a Christian and they were afraid I wouldn't play the game the way that it's supposed to be played because, you know, Christians, we're not, we don't walk around back. Well, I hope not. I don't know. I try not to. I'm not going to say Christians don't do that because they do. Um, We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to be that kind of person. And and if you're a genuine believer in Jesus Christ and you follow him and you're in the word and you're praying and you're close to him, um, for the most part, your life, you know, is is different. And I think they were afraid that I would not be able to lie or I call it bluffing because it's a game. I don't know. I, I think it did, but they liked me a lot. And but there, there was, and when I say fallout, there was fallout that way, but there was also fallout when the episodes aired. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you got to remember this was back in 2007 when Survivor, we had over 15 million viewers the first. And so I, I had the one side of people, the Christians that were like, woo, they said it was like the Super Bowl, And when I walked down the temple, <laughs> yes, Jesus. And then I had the Christians who were like, why is she being so, you know, judgmental and she should have just prayed to Jesus. And, and then I had, you know, people who were like, that was the worst thing. She's so offensive. And somebody even compared me to the Taliban, which is (laughs) hilarious. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, Yeah, I I have no way I'm like that. But um, yeah, I got some hate mail and I got some, some judgment, but you know what? Listen, if you're not being judged, you're there's something you're not doing right because at some point not everybody's going to love you. I mean, if you look at what Jesus did, I mean, (laughs) they killed him because of what he stood for. Um, I just don't think that you have an easy road when you, when you stand for something that big, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm okay with it. It's okay. Comes with the territory. So going into the game, what was your strategy and how does that compare to what you actually did? (laughs) Okay. So I really didn't have a big strat. I mean, I think there was one thing I used, I remember reading about the, the, the wall of Jericho in the old Testament where they walked around, you know, seven times and then went, ah, and the walls fell. So I called it my Jericho strategy. I was going to kind of walk around my tribe and, and, and just be myself and like, kind of get to know them. And then once they knew me and trusted me, I was going to like start really playing hard. Um, yeah, it was it, to me. It was relationships. To me, it was about building relationships. The problem is, I did that too well because <laughs> then I built relationships on the other tribe. And when that happened, my tribe got nervous because they were like, "Oh no, when we um, merge, she's going to go with them." And it's a numbers game at that point. So I, I, I was too. <laughs> it's funny. It and I'll take it. Um, everybody on my tribe said we just you were too well liked. We don't want to take someone like that to the end because that's dangerous and. So I think I, my strategy w- would have worked if being liked on Survivor was a strength. <laughs> <laughs> I think on Survivor, you kind of just have to either, you know, be that one that everybody wants to take to the end because they're a jerk. Um, oh, gosh. Somebody just posted something gross. Ugh, I hope nobody can see that. You guys can't see that, right? I okay. can't see it. Um, anyway. Um, okay. So listener question from Deanna. Yes. You shared that you survived without toilet paper. So dare I ask what you used in place of toilet paper? That's a great question. Um, Yeah, especially in today's world. (laughs) I may have some ideas for you guys. Uh, There are specific leaves that you can use uh, that worked wonders. Um, 
And then also I strategically wore a long skirt that I cut the bottom off when I got there with the machete and, and I knew we'd be able to use it for things. So we used portions of my skirt for uh, like pot holders and different things. And then we each got a square that we can, um, you know, actually uh, they're, they're having this conversation. <laughs> Lori, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm distracted. I, I'm not going to look at the comments right now. Um, anyway, so we each got a square. Okay, good. Clear yourself uh, together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's. I was hoping nobody else could, but apparently they can. So we each got a square, and we would use that, and we would rinse it out really good in the lake with all the dirt and parasites, you know, so that we could reuse it if need be. Ugh. So that's what we did. And, you know, I mean, to be honest, there's a lot better conditions in your own home. So if you do run out of toilet paper, you can always <laughs> clean things. That's what I was just thinking. That is relevant. Yes. That is relevant. Um, okay. That question was from Melanie. Okay. Let's see here. So I think that you are next. I am. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I am going to block that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see. Where am I? Okay. So while I was on Survivor, Marie, what was the hardest part for you? The hardest part for me was, um, so bef before you even knew that you're going to be on Survivor, and by the way, I'm getting texts that are showing up on my computer. So I'm a little bit distracted myself. Oh, sorry. Um, they're work related. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, but um, so before you left, we had a trip planned to go to Disney World. Um, our mother had put it together and my family and your family were going to go. And then it just ended up that you were gone during that trip. And so <sighs> I we were that. all in Orlando and it was like you were dead. Oh. It was the weirdest feeling of, um, and your poor husband was just, um, I mean, it, depressed and oh, like, little rod. we couldn't even call you to make ourselves feel better. And so, um, yeah, it was, that was really difficult. I, I would never, I wish I hadn't gone on the trip, honestly, because. Yeah, Rod so, said the same thing. He said it was just yeah. too weird. Well, you know, we didn't know I was going to be on Survivor when we planned it. So it was really awful. Mm -hmm. um, I, I remember when you guys went on the trip, I spent a lot of time like crying and yeah. Courtney was there for me. So that was sweet. But um, yeah. Well, and then uh, I know, I think July 4th. Yeah. Uh, we were there. We were in, Orla in Orlando and it had been raining all day. And at the end of the day, there was this beautiful rainbow. And you always got excited when you would see a rainbow. Still do, by the way. Yes. And rainbows, four leaf clovers, dragonflies. <laughs> yeah. And, and so when um, when I saw that, I thought, oh man, she got voted out. <laughs> <laughs> like you knew. And, and as right. it turns out, July 4th, yes, I was voted out. Independence Day. I was set free from Survivor. Um, it was very sad for me, but it was also, I was, I was so done. And I remember walking up to tribal council and again, 500 stairs to get there. It was crazy. And uh, at this point I'd been out there for nine days. And so I was like, exhausted. And I had been so sick. Like, I'm glad they didn't show this, but I had, um, let's just say, how do you say this in a way? Uh, I had, oh, I'm just going to go there. Diarrhea. I had diarrhea <laughs> so bad from day two. And it was so intense. Like I was so sick. I had a parasite and I didn't know it. Um, and so I, they ended up testing me and it came back. Yes, I did. And they treated me once I was voted out, but it was very awful. I lost, uh, I lost a lot, 17 pounds in nine days. And um, so walking up those stairs was excruciating. And I was mm -hmm. thinking to myself, I, how am I going to do this for 30 more days? So there was a part of me that was like, okay, God, if you're ready for me to go, I'm good. Like yeah. I, I had my, my adventure. Um, I want to stay, but if you're ready for me to go, I want you to know I'm okay. And it ended up being me. So I only had to go up those stairs once. <laughs> So, oh, anyway. man. Um, yeah. Okay. So listener question from Anne. Mm -hmm. What was the experience during your time in China that made you most uncomfortable? It was the, in the temple, probably that made me uncomfortable because I was, tr I was sort of like trying to figure out what was right and what was wrong. Um, in the end, I feel like I did the right thing and I would do it over again because to me, I think, you know, it's, 
if you give up what matters most to you for anything, you've lost a piece of yourself. And I wasn't willing to do that. So that was really uncomfortable, but um, ended up being kind of a blessing that showed me, I don't know, perspective in my life. So uh, Anne has a second question. Okay. What was the person in the cast that you were closest to then and now 13 years later, who are you still close to? <sighs> Golly, I, you know what? My cast was really, really special. They were really great people. Um, and my tribe was very memorable. And I, I don't say that just because it was my tribe, but it really was. We were Fei Long, which means flying dragon, which I love dragonflies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, Todd was on my tribe and Todd and I were both like Uber survivor fans. He, um, he's amazing. He's a great kid. I, I call him a kid. He's in his thirties now, but at the time he was 21 <laughs> and um, he was just this little guy. He looked like a surfer dude. Um and I just connected with him right away. We were really, really close because we both loved Survivor. But we kept talking about all the other seasons. And the producers would say, we can't show this on the show. Stop <laughs> talking about Survivor. Just live Survivor. And we're like, but it's so fun to find somebody who loves it as much as I do. So I love Todd. And he actually lives pretty close to me now. So I get to see him more often. Um, and Courtney, who was um, his you know, BFF on the show. She was actually really, she and I were very close um, before I was voted out, which isn't, people find that shocking because, you know, on Survivor, they do this thing where they, they show you each person as a character and they only show one aspect of their personality and they highlight that one aspect. So you don't get to see the overall person. You only get to see the character that they have for you. Um, and so for me, I love the character they picked for me, Sister Christian. I mean, if you're going to exploit any part of me, that's the one I want you to, like, please, that's the good part, you know? Uh, but for Courtney, she has a side of her that is very sarcastic and um, and a little rough around the edges. And they showed that a lot. And But that's not the side I saw. She was actually so kind and so sweet. And um, man, I, I loved him. I really, even the other tribe, I fell in love with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not one person on the, on the show that I didn't connect with at some level during the show, even James, the grave digger uh, at the finale. It was so funny. He never hugged. He never mm-hmm. hugged, but I kept making him hug. I was like, come here, give me a hug. He's like, no, I hugs. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm hugging you. I'm hugging you. And then finally, before I was voted out, he hugged me. And so then he just became the, this big hugger. So he, he went back home and his dad, who looks just like him, huge guy came up to me. I didn't know who he was, but then I figured it out pretty quickly. And he picked me up and he twirled me around. He goes, you're the one that taught my boy how to hug. <laughs> I was like, guilty. Um, well, it was just a really, to me, I, I love all of them. But I, I think I'm most close to Courtney, of course, and Todd and Sharia. Um, I don't know. Oh, I just love them all. <laughs> but thanks, Dan. Okay, another listener question from Lindsay. I've always been curious, what happened after you got voted out? Did you stay in China? Did you get to go sightseeing? Or were you held somewhere until the taping was over? What a great question. And yes, you do have to stay. Once you're voted out, you have to stay wherever you are, um, especially if it's far away like China. Because if you end up coming back to the United States, people know you got voted out early. So you all have to stay until the game is over. Um, We stayed at Ponderosa until the sixth person was voted out, and that was um, Sharia. And so then we all went on this just amazing, like mind-blowing trip all over China. We went to Shanghai. Um, we went to the Terracotta Warriors, and I believe it's in Xi'an. We went to, um, uh, golly, Terracotta. Okay, wait, no, I said that. Uh, the Tiger Leaping Gorge. We went to the Great Wall. We got to see so many things. But the problem is, and Sharia and I were roommates during all this. So we were like, you know, I was sick from a parasite. She was sick from being out there. And so we really helped each other. I think that's why I'm so close to her through some mm-hmm. pretty, really dark times. But also I remember, and this is really funny. We were in our hotel room once um, in Shanghai and it was this five-star hotel. Y'all, CBS hooked us up, okay? <laughs> it was just amazing. And we decided not to go out that day. We said, okay, we're just going to stay in and get a massage. So we're like laying 
we're, she's on her bed. I'm on my bed. We've got these people rubbing us down. Like and I'm looking at her and she looks at me and it's pouring down rain outside. And we just start cracking. Up. <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Like they're out in this and we're like in here and it's just <laughs> so amazing. And we're so happy we got voted out. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> it was a very funny bonding moment. Room service. Yes. So. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to um, switch to now you're coming home. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the first thing you did when you got home? Okay, I, I remember seeing my husband. And I, it was, it was like my knees locked. And I just fell. Aww. And I just started sobbing. Because like, I missed him so much. And you guys, when you're playing the game, it's so fun. And it's so different. But when you're voted out, and I had 30 days. Mm-hmm. to think about it and to be alone without my family and not to be able to talk to them. And, you know, even though I was with some great people, it was still a really tough time. And, um, you know, my dream was over and I didn't feel like it went very well. Although in retrospect, it was great. I'm not worried, but um, I, I just, I just remember seeing him and falling. I couldn't mm-hmm. walk. I was, I was mm-hmm. weak at the knees literally over my husband and he came over and he picked me up and we just sobbed. It was like I had been gone forever and, or like I came back from the dead or something. It was, you were resurrected. And he was like, you're so skinny. You're so skinny. (laughs) Well, and your two youngest girls were at my house at that time. And they came home like a couple days later, but we gave you a couple days with um, Rod before. Yeah. Where we sent them home. We appreciated so. that very much. Yeah, and he took me out to my favorite restaurant and I got a filet mignon with blue cheese crust. I gained <laughs> the weight back pretty quick. So and then more. So yeah, still struggling with that, but I digress. So it was amazing. It was it was a good experience. Yeah. And um, so what about you? What did you learn from my time on Survivor? Honestly, I think the biggest lesson was that no dream is too big. Hmm. Um and I do live by that now. Uh, there were so many things that I felt I could never do based on decisions that I made early on and being a bad student and all of those things when I was in high school. And um, uh, yeah, now I anything I want to do, if I, if I really want to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah. So it inspired you. I love that yeah. because mm-hmm. I think I kind of felt crazy for a while. I kept trying with no, yeah. they never even said, we got your application, nothing. Right. And so, and, but I would keep trying and I kept thinking this is either humbling me or it's getting me closer to the day when it happens, but either way, I'm okay with it, you know? And so I'm glad that, that it inspired you in some way. So would you ever do it? Would you ever do survivor? Like, sorry, mom, but um, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I wouldn't do it for a trillion dollars. Oh my gosh. Really? No. Oh my gosh. Here's the funny thing. I would do it again and I'd do it for free because it was just such an amazing, you learn so much about yourself and like, mm-hmm. it's hard to know this. And well, but here's the thing. I, I kind of look at like what we're going through right now in the world as um, this is kind of like a survivor experience. We're all learning <laughs> things about ourselves. I mean, really not just because of the toilet paper, but mm-hmm. like, you know, you're in your, you're with your own, you're only with your tribe. You cannot vote them out. It's very, very difficult. Uh, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's almost like we're in a movie. Like what is going on? I know. And, I know. but you're going to learn so much about yourself, no matter who you are through this time, because it's different than ordinary life. And I think the survivor was that for me. You know, I went from being the, the, the daughter to the wife, to the mom. I don't think I'd ever really done anything for myself. Mm-hmm. And for me, survivor showed me how strong I am. And like even fighting the sicknesses that I had out there, I still did pretty okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like in the challenges, you'll see. I mean, I it, it was hard and mm-hmm. I did it. And even though I got voted out, man, it was a great experience. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if anybody has any questions, if you're watching um, and you have a question about Survivor, go ahead and post the, the comment. Um, if not... Uh, I think we're pretty much done talking about it. Uh, but let me see if there are any comments. I think, oh, hi, Nancy. I'm sorry. I didn't see your little, she said hi to us. Hi, Nancy. Um, okay. Nobody has any questions. That's great. That means I answered them all. <laughs> <laughs> 
But listen, we uh, we've decided that for the next few weeks, or at least while we're doing quarantine stuff, we're going to go live because it gives us um, a way to sort of I don't know connect with you guys. It's different. Um, oh, and says tell us something insider about how production works. Ooh. Okay, that's a great question. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but I can definitely. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they've done videos and shown things, so I think they're probably okay with it. But you wouldn't believe how many people are at a challenge, like uh, hund- hundreds of people. What? Like it's crazy. Camera people and casting people, I mean, like, like you know, especially in China because it was such a big deal. Like everybody was there. Mark Burnett was at the challenge. I mean, it was amazing. Um, and so, but they somehow strategically make it look like it's just us and Jeff. And I don't know how they do that because there were so many people, y'all. It was crazy. I know, right, Anne? She said, wow. (laughs) So yeah, that was a pretty neat thing. And you, you know, Jeff, he actually does that play-by-play. I thought, you know, surely, well, here was my biggest fear going in about the challenges. I'm like, cause he goes, okay, so you're going to do that and do that. And then you're going to go through that hoop and then you're going to twirl around and you're going to go do this, all these things. And then, and then he's like, okay, survivors ready, go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? I thought, <laughs> how, how am I going to know what that, how, how do I know what to do? But they actually pause and they say, okay, you guys go strategize about what you're going to do. And then, you know, and then they actually have people go through it so you can kind of see it. So it's a very long process. It's not like, they just say it one time and everybody's like, okay, I got it. Let's go. You know, I mean, there's some I've actually thought that when yeah. I see, I'm like, wait, what, what were the instructions? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And oh, we got another question. Oh, I love that you guys are asking questions. Rebecca says, are there any hard feelings at Ponderosa after more people get voted off? Ooh, yes. Oh my it. gosh. Yes. Um, but there's also a lot of like when Aaron was voted off, he was a guy in my tribe. He's the reason I got voted out. And he, when he got off the boat, there was a part of me that was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, but then I felt sad. I was like, oh, Aaron, what happened? He goes, before I say anything, I just need you to know I should have never voted you out. That was stupid. Oh, that and was nice. So then I couldn't be mad anymore. And then I was like, oh, so there's a lot of that too. Like, I think there is the, the coolest thing in the world. And, and they even tell you this before the, the game starts is like, you're getting ready to go and and it feels like everybody wants to slit your throat and that they just want to get rid of, you know, but when you come back to the reunion show, it's like you're all best friends because mm-hmm. you've been through one of the hardest things that you'll ever go through in your life and you've gone through it together. And there's something very, very special about that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, every season you'll see is probably for the most part, still pretty close. And even cross seasons. Like we have a private survivor page for anybody who's ever been on the show and we keep in touch. So like if somebody was coming to Utah, they would throw something out there and I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's meet for, you know, I don't even know who you are, but you were on season four. Let's go, you know? And um, so, and I've made some really good friends through that page, but also through some fundraisers like Give Kids the World and Reality Rally. And there's all these really great uh, fundraisers where we get together and raise money for good cause, excuse me, good causes. (laughs) so yeah there are hard feelings for sure uh but and then rebecca said were you able to have devotions with other christians during downtimes that's a great question there were no christians on my tribe so no um when i was at the other tribe we did pray together and we talked about our faith um me and eric and jamie and sharia uh were all christians and so we had a a little bit of a bond i guess you could say um and it was nice to kind of be over there and kind of be understood because over at my tribe i think people were kind of annoyed by it they they liked me but you know i was just different and that's okay like sometimes that's the way it is but i will tell you after i was voted out um i took quite a few bibles with me and handed them out to people like on the staff uh, one of the other contestants who was having a really hard time gave him a devotional book, prayed with him. Um, another person who was having a really hard time gave her a devotional book, prayed with her. Like it was like God was done with me in front of the cameras, and now I was just kind of back at Ponderosa doing what I do. And I, I wasn't trying to like force anything. I swear that was the one thing that the Lord showed me before I went out there. He said, "You know, don't push your faith on people." let them ask questions and just answer them with gentleness and respect because everybody deserves that. And 
So that's what I did. And it was great. And it, it formed some really amazing friendships. So thanks, Rebecca. That was a good question. And if, if anybody else has questions, this is the time because we are about to wrap this bad boy up. We have been going almost an hour. Yeah. Wow. This is a record for us. <laughs> I know. But um, okay. Oh, she said sharing his light and love organically. I mean, isn't that what we're supposed yes. to do? Yes. No matter where you go, whether it's Survivor, whether it's the grocery store, because basically that's the only place we can go now. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did my hair today, so maybe I should go shopping or something and pick up a couple things. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait, I do have another question. Sorry. Um, Nancy, I love you, Nancy, by the way. Thank you for She's so sweet. She always shares our stuff. I love her. Um, she said, I missed the beginning of this. I'll watch the replay. What kind of food did you eat? Ooh, I never got into watching Survivor, but I'm looking forward to watching China after this. Yay! Yay! We got a fan. Um, okay, so what do we eat? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> did you no. miss the part about losing how many pounds? <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, I did. I, okay, so we did have a bag of rice, but it took us four days to find a fire. We finally got a fire. I wouldn't eat because I was so sick. I didn't want to waste it on me. So I would like just give them they would eat the rice and I would just kind of pick the stuff off the pot on the bottom. I know that's gross, but, and it, it, it didn't stay in anyway. So um, yeah, it, it, we didn't have much. I, when I was kidnapped to go over to John who uh, the other tribe, they kidnapped me at one point, they made me rice and they put snails in it and they called it snail risotto. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good, but you know what? I ate it because they gave it to me. So uh, Rebecca says, I wish you would play again. Oh, honey, girl, I would love to play again. I don't know that I am what they're looking for. I think I'm a little too nice for this game. But I, it, the thing is, is, you know, I, I was saying to Marie I, the, just the other day, I was like, I would play it different this time because one of the things I did wrong uh, out there was I was so afraid. I, I was, I had so much fear that I was going to make God look bad that I just didn't want to do like I was afraid to play the game. I was afraid to, you know, do what I had to do. And so that you're, was tough. You thought you were pretty powerful making it. Well, it's funny because I came back home and I was like, because at one point I, I said a cuss word and I was oh like, they're gosh. gonna show it. They're gonna yes. show it. And I'm never gonna be asked to speak anywhere again. But it was like day eight and I got thrown off a, sh a ship and I said a word that rhymes with ship. Um <laughs> And I said it really loud. And I'm like, surely they're going to show the Christian lady saying a cuss word. But they, didn't it show it. <laughs> they didn't show it. Um, but it was, I just remember beating myself up. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I made you look bad. And he's like, girl, you are not that powerful. Get over yourself. And I, you know, and it, 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 there's a freedom that has come as I've matured in Christ of not that I want to go out and do a bunch of bad things. You know what I mean? But I do think that when you're asked to play a game, you play it within the rules. It's different than real life. And like Balderdash, if you like that game, guess what? You're lying. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty good at that game. I'm not very good at lying, but I am good at Balderdash. So maybe I'm good when it's a game. Mm -hmm. In real life, I have a hard time. So I think that if I did play a game, you would definitely see a different sister Christian. Um, but I'm still the same. I, my relationship with the Lord is deeper and different than it was. Um, I'm not as afraid anymore. He's he's really shown me that freedom of just being able to live my life and and trusting him that if I do mess up, you know, he's he's more concerned not with me, you know, not messing up as much as he is with what am I going to do when I do? Am I going to admit it and learn from it and grow from it? Or am I going to, you know, be a jerk and just keep going in that direction? So that's where I'm at. She said, I can understand that. You'd be tougher next time. Yeah, I definitely would be tougher. <laughs> and every, nobody would see it coming. It would be so great. But they probably won't come. We have a minute and a half. Okay. Do what? I said we have a minute and a half left. It looks like it. Oh, okay. Well, well, then we should probably yeah, wrap more? up. Is there huh? more Is there questions? Um, yeah. Are Any other questions? I don't see any. Hi, Beverly. Good to see you. Um, yeah, so we we would love it if you would um, you know share this if you have friends who are Survivor fans or whatever, um, if you think they might enjoy it. Hey, Jack, great stuff here. Hope you had a great birthday. Aw, mm -hmm. I did. Well, I mean, was it a great birthday? 
Yeah, it was a birthday. <laughs> a quarantine birthday. Um, yeah. So anyway, we would we're probably gonna wrap this up. I I don't I could talk about Survivor all day, but it's probably time to, you know, get back to our big girl jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Marie's lunch hour was spent doing this. Um okay. but so anyway. we leave, leave you with this today. May your tribe be strong, may your family get along, and may you be stronger than ever once all this nonsense is done. Uh, no voting out your family members. This is yes. not the time for that. Just Definitely not the time for that. Be healthy, be safe. Yeah. And don't forget, my friend, you're enough right where you are. Thank you so much for tuning in Thank to you. Midlife Madness Podcast. We love you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. We're going to do this again next week. We're not going to talk about Survivor again. But we're going to do. We're going to talk about something live next week, probably the same time on Monday. So um, that way we can get some face-to-face with you because we care about you. And we know this is a hard time right now. Um, just doing what we can to make it better. And also, if you want to work out with me, I'm doing free workouts. It's called Solitary Refinement. Uh, and it, there is a Facebook page for it. I'm doing free 30 minute workouts Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. my time, which is, you know, mountain, mountain. standard time. Um, but I would love for you to join me because it's free and why not? You got to move, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we love you guys. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.